live and local. It's Styles and Watkins. Watch the show on youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen on the Sacktown Sports app. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2 p.m. If Pascal Siakam is off the table and that deal is all but done. I mean, first of all, this goes to Masai Ujiri. I would say he, you know, you go one of two on your on your top guys that you were trying to move and you move OG and you got good value, great value back for OG. I would say a lot of people said, wow, Nick's got finesse. Everybody likes to say somebody got finesse on trades. Yep. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah, we know on, about that. It, it dep- yes, very much so. It just depends on what that team needs. All right. Can you give it yeah. a rest? Yeah. But, yeah. There you go. And. If you got great value for one, the chances of getting great value for both would be what you'd hope for, but maybe not realistic. Right. And maybe you could blame Masai, or maybe you could say, hey, man, I was going to hold them both hostage, and I just really wanted to get great value for hopefully one, one of, of them. them. Right. And he's already done that. And he's going to get something decent back for Pascal, yeah. but now that Pascal has been fairly open about wanting to test free agency, I think he just waited a little bit too long. But if Pascal is off the off the table for the Kings, who else should they look into? I feel like we've talked so much about the Carusos of the world and names heat up and names cool off. This is from the 530 on the text line on the Folsom Lake Honda hotline text line. Sounds like Siakam wants to be the star of the show, and he is not going to be here in sack, not going to be it here in sack. He is missing out on the connectivity of the team. The five three zero connectivity now. I know we're all connected. <laughs> we are all connected. Yeah, he definitely does. And let's just be honest. We just named off we, the 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 value of somebody and how they are perceived are two different things. Mm-hmm. We just talked about how Sabonis is going to be on that Netflix show, the NBA Netflix show. Yesterday it was announced, and people are saying, what the heck is that guy doing with the rest of these stars? Now, I get it. Productivity is not the same as star power, but based on who you are and what you're doing in this league, DeMontis Sabonis has every right to be highlighted in that show. But this is the perception. So if you're Pascal Siakam, I'm not going to go to Sacramento and be 2A, 2B to a guy who's number eight in fan voting for All-Star and a dude who ain't even on the list, okay? And those three things, like, okay, I got – and by the way, based on that Sam Amick sound, as people were saying, oh, is this a Sacramento conversation? It wasn't. At least from what we're hearing, our guy Sam Amick, it was not about the market. It was about the fit. And this is just Chris and I speaking here, thinking that it was about the fact that Pascal knows ball, and he mm-hmm. sees how that offense runs through Sabonis, and he sees De'Aaron taking over in the fourth quarters. Uh, where am I going to fit in here, right? What's that yep. fit look like? And the money, too. And the money, too. We talked to Sean Woodley last week, and he thought that Sabonis and Pascal Siakam of, of Locked On Raptors, he thought it was redundant. So maybe Pascal Siakam felt the same way. Right. So now moving on from that, the question is, what next, right? And with Kevin Herter going down, how does that change things? Harrison Barnes being, I guess, hot and cold, or I wouldn't say hot, being lukewarm and cold. How does that affect things? That is the question. But real quick, Chris, yeah. I want to get to the sack chat because we know we love our sack chatters holding it down. Are we really doing this? I saw a What's name that? in there. 
Now there are people wanting to start Alex Len. Is that what we're doing? Start Alex Len? Yes, sir. Whoa. Yes, uh, sir. Wow. Uh, In this economy. No, no, I mean, that's that's probably a step too far. Like, mm-hmm. I understand some people probably feel like the Kings do need to address the rim protection issue. And uh, just the fact that, you know, even last night in the first half, the, the best the Hornets looked was in that first quarter. You had Terry Rozier and Miles Bridges just getting to the rim easy. Like, that that is a problem. And Alex played great last night. I think he had eight points, ten rebounds in like 15 minutes, something crazy like that. Um, it just kind of clunks up the offense a little bit, like, you know, with Sabonis uh, being the the North Star, or the engine, or whatever you want to call him of the offense. You have so many people moving around him. It's best to keep as many pr- guys out on the perimeter and nobody really in the paint so that De'Aaron can drive and uh, Sabonis can drive if none of the handoffs work out. It just it really boggles things up. So I, I just I can't see Alex Len uh, ever really entering the, the starting lineup for this team unless it's matchup dependent, like, you know, maybe against a a Timberwolves or something like that with Gobert and Towns. Possibly they think to do yeah. that. But honestly, I would I would think that they'd lean towards going the opposite way and going small and putting Trey uh, at the five against a team like that. So I, I just I can't see it, but I'm not saying Alex Len doesn't deserve minutes because man, every time that dude plays it just feels like good things happen, and uh, he's he's just a really steady center presence. Doesn't doesn't ever wow you. Doesn't do anything really spectacular, but just really puts in a great backup center shift. Yeah, and that was from Beamer Beams or Beamly on the sack chat. Always one the of my name. favorite names yeah. on the sack chat. Which which is funny because they then go on to say, "Do that verse New Orleans." Is New Orleans that far in the domes of Kings fans that you're thinking about New Orleans right now? The overall height isn't the problem. You got the 76ers on Friday, and then you got Giannis and the Bucks, and we're talking about the next – when do they even play the Pelicans (laughs) again? I think it's March. What do we – real? why? Yeah, no. I know. I I think I saw something on Reddit too, Kings Reddit, of – Hey, I was looking at the standings and with the Clippers and the and the Pelicans looking like they're gonna be the whatever seeds. Should we maybe consider falling back into the, the come play-in? on, man? Like, what are like, we come doing? On, y'all. We cannot be ducking smoke like that. At That's all. crazy. At some point, if you want to be a Western Conference finalist or whatever, you gotta beat tough teams. You gotta beat the team in front of you. You gotta beat them all. And so, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of anybody. And if you are, uh, which you know, I'm not even saying you're wrong to be afraid of the Pelicans, but if you are afraid of multiple teams. That probably tells you that it's it's probably not your year anyways. So I they, don't know, yeah. Chris. I'm when I think of the most feared players in the NBA, one of the first names I think of is Herb Jones. Herb Jones. Hey, well he Herb balls against Kills him. the the Kings. Well, People they are all afraid do. Of they too, all man. do. Well, look, they did just go off against. They just embarrassed the West Coast. They yeah. just embarrassed Northern California. Yeah. Yeah. Remember back in the day, Biggie, Tupac, when there was beef. I mean, there's beef. They got beef yeah. with Northern California because they showed out. They beat. They, killed the they beat the the Kings by 33, something like that. And then I mean, they yeah, beat spiritually. And, it was 50. So. And then they beat the Warriors by 36. Yeah, that game was over by the third too. Okay, but you look down at, and I know they've dealt with injuries, things like that. Yeah. That's a confusing thing about the Pelicans because every season we go through this cycle yeah. where are they going to put it together if somebody gets injured? No, actually, put it together? right around now is the time where they tend to fall off. Yes. 
Yes, and then, as Coach Mike Brown said, we're going to see what happens after the All-Star break. That's when teams that yep. really want to play, yep. they play. And and we know it wasn't too long ago Zion wasn't buying in, yep. and things were lazazazical, and there was a lot of, <laughs> of, of weird things happening in New Orleans. So I'm not, I'm not ducking any smoke from New Orleans. I know the Kings got them one more time. But, yeah, we got bigger fish to fry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Beat you. You haven't beat – the Sixers in how how long? 14? 14 games, I think Jason said. 14 oh, no, no, games? That, nine. Nine, nine games? 14 against the Bucks. The my Bucks. Apo- their my last apologies. victory against the Bucks was November 25th, 2015. You ha- Do the Sixers, please, if you have that. You haven't beat the Bucks I'm gonna have to since 2015? Oh, my God. I have the starting five here, Chris. You do? I have the starting five for both teams. Oh my gosh! So you uh, haven't beat the Bucks since we can 2015. Do it you haven't beat the Sixers in probably 2019. Well, nine games. I'll have to see what happened in the weird shutdown year, right. but it's either 2018 or 2019. And we're talking about the Pelicans right now. Yeah, I mean they got them shook. The Pelicans. So. The, I'm just not. I know the Pelicans. Look, there's no. Now is not the time to think about. There's it, no but. if ands or buts about it. The Pelicans are are they can be legit. Yeah. But there's a reason they're you 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 are what your record says you are, and yep. maybe they just have the king's number. But let's see what the, you got a nationally televised game right. against the Sixers right. with Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP. Yep. Nobody think about Valanciunas. All right. Now. February second, two thousand nineteen, was the last time the Kings beat the Sixers. Come on, man. It's Come bad. on. It's bad. Yeah. Now now is just not the time to be thinking about the Pelicans. And uh, you know, yeah, I mean, with with and I think about the same thing with the Clippers. It's like, yeah, they they look really scary right now and the, that's definitely a team that uh the Kings have have struggled with already this year. But let me let me see what that yeah. team looks now like the come Clippers. April. That, come April, let's let's see how healthy those two teams are because right that's now a great point. both of them are about as healthy as they've ever been in their entirety of their runs. And uh, history says that that's not going to last for 82 games. And come playoff time, more than likely one or two of their stars will probably be missing some time or at least banged up. Kawhi Leonard extended for three years. So, And James Harden, things always work out with James Harden, Yeah, right? James Harden, I'm yeah. sure things will be chill yeah. in about two months. Yeah. But look, I get it. It hasn't looked great. But on a day where the Kings finally won their back-to-back, right? On a day where... They're getting ready for a game that got flexed into primetime against the reigning MVP and, and one of the upcoming guards, another Kentucky guy, right, coming up in this league in Tyrese Maxey. We're going to talk about Philly, and we're going to talk about some cheesesteaks, and hopefully we get a cheesesteak beam if the oh. Kings take care of business. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, that other team that the Pelicans just smacked, they're crumbling like the cookies that Jason Ross and Carmichael Dave talk about in the morning. And we're going to tell you and we're going to have sound for you for the Warriors and what is happening next. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Sacramento has a new tag team in the midday. It's Styles and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Life is but a bitter circle, and all things come to an end. And we weren't sure if the Warriors were fully done. I called it not too long ago. 
But you got Steph Curry. You got a top three play, well, a top five at worst in the league. He has not been playing like a top five player. And last night, the Pelicans, a.k.a. Thanos, came to town and crushed the hearts of the Bay Area Nation, the Dub Nation fans. Boos for the second time. Oh, we got sound on those boos later in the show. But now we have Shams who comes out today and says that anybody want a warrior? We got warriors. Warriors over here. Warriors over there. Who want a warrior? Who want a warrior? And the only warrior safe from this is Steph Curry, which is honestly pretty confusing. But let's get to Shams and that sound and what he had to say about the Warriors. Everyone but Steph Curry is on the table. That's their mindset. Now, realistically, this, there's an asterisk, asterisk, right? Like, Clay Thompson, would they want to keep him long-term and keep him in Golden State? I think that's been their hope. They have not been able to reach a contract extension with him. We've talked about it. Um, and Draymond Green just got back from an extension. Those are their, Those have been their three core guys in the front office. They're big fans of Jonathan Kaminga, big fans of Brandon Podzemski. They're big fans of Trace Jackson Davis. But Wiggins and everyone else on that roster except Steph Curry has to be in play for this team. Two blowout losses in a, in a, low, in a row. They haven't even been close in, in these games. And so they're going to be looking to make moves. So is he saying that Trace Jackson Davis and Pajemski untouchables? Aren't, aren't, are untouchables? Untouchables. Complete untouchable. I thought he was saying that they liked them, but they would like consider trading them, it sounded like. But they'd That's rather trade the older guys first, for sure. Yeah. It seemed like it. I mean, I think it depends on the package. That's too. crazy. Hey, we went from last season when Draymond punched a dude, right? And when it was, you know, for a little bit, was it going to be Clay? Was it going to be Jordan Poole? Steph Curry saying we're a package deal to now Steph Curry saying hey, doing the same thing is insanity. We still thought the big three was safe, and you're going to come out, and we know Shams has his sources, right, sure per does. source, and you're going to come out and say that Draymond, Clay, they can go. Hey, Steph, we you're safe, obviously. Yeah. And Trace Jackson Davis and Brandon Pajemski, yeah. shout out Santa Clara, they're safe? What is going on in yeah. San Francisco? I think it's this is a classic case of uh, you're always the last one to know when it's over. Like, you know, it's yeah. it's the the party is clear, the lights have turned on and Steph is looking around and it's like, "Wait, I thought I thought I thought this thing was supposed to go for another year. Yeah. I thought we had another 2 years. Wait, I, I but now I'm looking around and everybody Everybody that I thought was going to be here is gone. Like I, it's I, a mess. It's it's a complete mess, and I I think it is just a matter of like Steph said yesterday. I mean, we can't keep doing this and expecting to see a different result. So it does feel like if if you feel like things are slipping away and in, in the warrior way of old or or the style of play isn't there anymore. I mean, Steph ain't going anywhere. Steph is still at the top of his game. It's it's not that hard for I think Steph to look around and finally realize. Hey man, Clay is not the guy that that he was a couple years ago. Now, is does that mean he has absolutely no value? Absolutely not. Clay Thompson is still one of the best shooters we've seen. It's just if he can't defend and if he's not going to be as consistent from 3, he's not I don't want to say he's not special, but he's not the Clay he's not Clay Thompson. He is no longer the the guy that is irreplaceable. He now becomes just a guy who is kind of a, a three and D player. You yeah. th- have to think of him more as a role player than as this big star. And I think Steph is looking around and seeing, man, I don't, 
I don't think there's any other stars in this building besides me anymore. And I, I do think that it's just uh, a matter of that. And I think the Draymond thing definitely sobered him up to realizing this thing is over. This thing is definitely As over. presently constructed. Yeah. yeah. So my question is, do you think that they went to Steph and said, hey, we know what you said last summer about the package deal. You see how things are going. Can we get your blessing to move forward with this thing? <sighs> I mean, or I guess you, you have say, to, but you know, I, if I had to guess, like, I don't think they had to have a conversation. I, w- I would assume they would because, you know, the Warriors are a good organization and they're well aware that you probably can't do anything anyway without Steph's or having some, run, at least running it by Steph. But, uh, I mean, their performance this year goes without speaking. Like, I, I don't think Steph Curry's been out there for, I think, every single game this year, uh, or for the most part, every game. I don't think he needs to be told that the situation's not going how I think everybody thought it would. Yeah. Wow. That's something else. That's crazy. And now bringing it back to and the Kings. You could tie that in with the Belichick, with the Saban. Like with right. The, this it's is a just new a, day it's in a the new sports day. world. Now, it's the Podzemski era. Okay. Yeah. Come on now. Well, look, I'm not saying that until something actually, uh, uh, a move actually is made. Sure. And one of the big three is gone. Sure. Then we can, then we can put that into the same category but it looks to be moving that way i keep refreshing this thing to see (laughs) is something remember like five years ago when cleveland it was lebron's last year and cleveland just refused to trade that first round pick at the deadline yes that's kind of the vibes that it's giving off for the warriors right now is like steph is demanding they get better and they're like well we don't really want to compromise our future because this ship is sinking yeah it's it's done and to bring it back to the kings who you want I mean, if the Warriors are having a fire For sale, sure. and it's not a fire sale, but right. that that's what's weird to me. Before we get to the Kings, we talked about this, and this is not trying to be hot takey. If everybody is on the table, how is Steph Curry not on the table? Mm-hmm. What is your What are you trying to accomplish? Because you're not going to get enough back. Yeah, right. What, Steph signed a four-year deal last year? I think he has two no, more years remember. left on it, so... You think you're going to rebuild something in yeah. time for Steph? I know it would be almost sacrilegious yeah. to trade somebody like that, but this thing normally doesn't end the way it ends for a Peyton Manning and right. you ride off into the sunset, right? It, a lot of times it ends more like a Kobe Bryant situation, sure. RIP, and hey, we're, we're able to hang around, but you're not where it is. And look at LeBron right now. He's not scaring anybody, so... I don't know how everybody can be available but Steph, but you feel like you'd be able to buy, you'd be able to create something in time when Steph is 35, probably turning 36 this year. That's what I'm confused about. I'm looking here. This was in the Steph Curry contract. He is in year two of a four-year deal. So they have Steph... Until the until they start the 2026-2027 season, that he'd be a free agent. So the last he'll be 37 at the end of the 2025-2026 season. So you have, including this year, you're going to try to sell enough to get something back because they're not going to sell everyone. But sure. I'm sure they have more of a plan. Hey, if we if we go him, this is what we want. If we go him, this is what we want. You have essentially two and a half years of Steph left. Yeah. To me, I mean, from the list that Shams gave, it sounds to me like the goal is 
let's get a bunch of young guys and we'll put Steph around him and we'll hope that maybe Steph can create enough himself and maybe like they get it's, rid it's of the gonna young be, guys. It's going to truly be it, it in my opinion where it seems like this is going is there's going to do a version of the two timeline thing except this time it's going to be a lot younger and the two a timeline younger? thing is just going to be I mean I think they're going to do you know, Trace Jackson Davis, Pajemski, they're going to keep Kaminga. They're going to try That's and crazy. salvage the Moody situation and throw Steph out there and just say, hey, can you teach this new generation of There's Warriors no how to how to try and be a champion or how to, you know, whatever you can pass on, can you try and pass it on to this new generation of, of players? Because what's the other option? The other option is what you're saying is go down with the old ship, like trade all the young guys and bring in a Pascal Siakam and try and, and win another title, sneak another title in. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you're not winning a title with Steph Curry on your team, what are you trying to do? Unless you're, you're trying to win more titles further on is more where my mind is going. Like this is an organization that talks about being light years ahead oh, and, no, not and not just being, you know, the whole point of the two timeline thing was, we want to be able to succeed past Steph Curry when Steph is gone. And I think this could be with, you know, with Lakeup, or I'm sorry, with uh, with Bob Myers moving on, with Igudala moving on, with Draymond seeming like he might not be long for this situation, Clay as well. I just think it makes, it seems like the direction this team could lean into really quickly is just shipping off Andrew Wiggins, shipping off Clay Thompson. Maybe eventually next year finding a deal for Draymond mm-hmm. since he's still got four years left or three years after this one left, and and just lean into a youth movement with Steph and see you know what what Steph can look like with some younger guys and and hope that yeah they can they can pick up some playoff experience and and maybe some some cool nuggets along the way I guess this is what you do this is what you do okay you go out okay you got to move on okay you go get Pascal Siakam. All right, for whatever the Raptors want. Okay? Probably the younger pieces. Probably younger pieces. You probably do. And, and here's the other thing. CP3 hurt sure. now. Yep. Moses Moody, calf injury. Yeah. He's hurt. This is what you do. You go get Pascal Siakam, okay, and you give him Kaminga. Wiggins. You give him. Give him Team Canada. Sure. Give him Team Canada. You go Wiggins and and Kaminga because they're sure. going to want Kaminga. Yeah. That's what you do yep. there. Okay, so you get your Pascal Siakam. Then you move Clay for a bunch of picks, whatever you think you can get back for Clay. Then you call your friends over in Sacramento. You say, hey, you want Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter. You get them. You give, you give, yes. Who and are then, we getting? So Wiggins is already gone, right? Yes. So you, you send him to Toronto. Okay, so Moody is coming. Moody, Could be three-team trade. Moody is coming to Sacramento. Okay. Okay, Moody is coming to Sacramento. Okay. And you're giving Sacramento some something. So the Kings are sending off Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter just for Moses Moody? No, just one of the two. Just one of the two. Okay. Just one of the two. Maybe you do a, hey, if you're going to bring in whoever, you, you ship off, I would go Kevin Herter for Moses Moody. Okay. I would do that. And then you okay. get some shooting in the building because Clay is gone now. So you bring in some more shooting. Sure. And then you're running out of Kevin Herter, Steph Curry, Pascal Siakam, Draymond Green, and Oof, somebody else. I don't like that from the Looney. King side. I don't want the Kings and to Lo- help the Warriors succeed at all. The last thing I want is Kevin Herter turning it on in the playoffs and he, and being successful for the Warriors. Well, 
Look, I, I, I don't have, think that's happening. I can't have that. We got to go. When we get back, yeah, the curious case of what is left of the Currys and the Steph Curry <laughs> Warriors. When we get back, continuing the conversation about the Kings, De'Aaron Fox, his numbers are down. But is that a good or a bad thing? Sal's and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sunday on Sacktown Sports, you get the best of both worlds. First at 930, Super Wild Card Weekend continues as Mike Tomlin has his Steelers back in the postseason as they face Josh Allen and the two-seed Buffalo Bills. Then we switch to the court as the Kings Road Trip continues to Milwaukee as Fox and Sabonis battle Giannis and Lillard at four. The NFL and NBA Sunday on Sacktown Sports and SacktownSports.com. Live and local, it's Styles and Watkins. Watch the show on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen on the Sacktown Sports app. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking up to 2 p.m. We have some great news if you are a Niners fan. Emil Fergoso always working hard, busts into the studio and says, Eric Armstead practicing for the first time since December. Hasn't played since the Eagles game. Since the Eagles were a threat, that's the last time Eric Armstead has played, and he is practicing for the first time. Since then, great news for Niner fans, and we were having some back and forth about the threats for the Niners. I don't know, Chris. I'm worried about... Actually, if you're a Niner fan, you should you should feel really good because that Rams hype train is getting a little too... Too much. A little too hot for me. Yeah. I, I would feel disrespected if I were the Detroit Lions. Whenever you are a home team, and look, the reason they're here is because the Lions have tricked off many a game, mm-hmm. and they cannot defend. I know that. I know the X's yeah. and O's of it. Yeah. But when you hear everybody saying, I got Rams, 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 the Lions darn near don't even deserve to be there... That's when things yeah. can that's when things can flip. And honestly, if you are, you know, I heard Jared Goff speak yesterday about, you know, Jared Goff just does great things in any community that he's in. Shout out does, Cal Berkeley. Yeah. Shout out Cal Berkeley. Shout out Jared Goff. So I, I just I'm to the point now. Now, I think it would be good for the Niners because I do think the Rams are the Rams and the Cowboys' biggest threat to the Niners, but I think there's a little bit how often do the dark horse teams actually win the whole thing? The hot, sexy name. If yeah. this was the dark horse Super Bowl, it would be Bills. And I know they're the yep. two seed, but it's a weird two seed. Yeah. It would be the Bills yep. versus the Rams. Yep. And there's no way that's going to happen. No, yeah. I mean, the Rams, I'm right there with you. Like, there's it's just too much. There's way too much. I almost to the point where I don't know if I've heard anyone actually say that they're picking the Lions. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, I just don't think enough people are accounting for the fact that this is a, a franchise. We just went through it last year. They are hungry. You got Dan Campbell. You got Dan with Campbell. That, with that bulletin board material. Exactly. And you've got that. Again, that crowd is going to be crazy. They're, they have not had a playoff game. And I, don't, I think it's literally been my entire lifetime the Lions haven't had a home playoff game. So they're going to be you know, the roof is going to be set on fire at that place. And you got Matt Stafford coming back as well. There's going to be crazy emotion going into that game. I don't know. Like I, I, I definitely can see the lions are a really good offense. I feel like people are discounting how many weapons they have. I mean, they've got a two headed running back machine in, in Montgomery and Gibbs. Uh, they've got, um, um, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I haven't, haven't we seen anything on if Sam Laporta last I saw they were, 
hoping, hoping that he could possibly. I think today's suit the day up. where you start to figure out, hey, is this yeah. thing gonna gonna happen or not? But yeah, we'll get an update. And on we can't that. forget too, the Rams are still a very, very young, inexperienced team. This is not like uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks who have a ton of holdovers left from their Super Bowl days. This is pretty much a, a brand new Ram squad that doesn't have much of any playoff experience. And so, yeah, I, I still kind of feel like people are uh, are giving a little bit too much respect to the Rams who did get hot to end the season. Super Bowl which quarterback, is Super Bowl do. winning quarterback. Yeah, but let's, you know, that let's, let's how quickly we are to change the tune on how we feel about a guy just for winning a Super Bowl. I mean... It, it you know I I still think Matthew Stafford is a high variance quarterback. Like there's yeah he can have his good days and with under Sean McVay you're gonna probably be put in a lot more uh you know good situations than tough ones. But Matthew Stafford's also somebody who has a history of letting that thing fly yes. at the worst moment. So I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to just go out there and say Matthew Stafford's gonna walk into his former place of employment and just, you know, tear apart the city of Detroit's hearts. Like I, I you know, I I'm gonna have to see it before I fully believe it. Well, you got Sean McVay, who, you know, as Great much coach, as we talk fantastic. about Kyle Shanahan and People try to take that away from Brock Purdy. You got Sean McVay, yeah. and that helps the situation too. And you have Dan Campbell, who, I, you know what? This whole Antonio Pierce thing has really become fascinating to me because of the rah rah versus X's and O's sure. coach, right? Yeah. And I think Mike Tomlin would be rah rah. Sure. I think Dan Campbell would be rah rah. And dare I say, it almost reminds me of a coach's version of a game manager oh, versus definitely. game changer. Totally. And I feel like when you say this guy's rah-rah, that's alluding to that guy not knowing X's and O's. And sure. I've heard Antonio Pierce talk about, hey, I know this game. I played this game at a high level. And I think that might be part of this, too. You have bite your kneecaps rah-rah guy right. versus I remember what cereal I had when I was eight years old and Sean McVay, and I think that's part of why. No, he always says some stuff like that. He does. That's part of why I think people are believing in Doesn't he? He has like the LeBron memory thing, yes, doesn't he, where yes. it's like, I can tell you what we did on 3rd yeah. and 7 What was that? 2018. Oh, yeah. Next question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was in 1999. We actually ran a... X flat spider two two yeah no that was a great run there great run yeah John you were thirteen years old when that happened yeah yeah no, yeah, great, no play, I, great play yeah great play great play I've always been a student of the game so <laughs> I, I do think that's part of this as well those kind of rah rah quarterbacks For not sure. getting their just due and maybe some of it is legit. And we'll see if he gets out coached, Dan Campbell does, yeah. and some of those decisions to go for it, that's rah-rah. Sure. I'm going to go for it twice. What you really want is somebody who's kind of in the middle, right? Sure. I would say yeah. John Harbaugh is more X's and O's, but leaks into that rah-rah too because sure. he's a Harbaugh. So you want a little bit of both, but I, I've been seeing that a lot with the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Antonio Pierce is just a rah-rah guy right. as if he doesn't know but I think football, the X's and O's. I think football allows for that to be the case because of how the coordinators work. Like in basketball, you can't just be Penny Hardaway and coach in the NBA. Right. Because but what's their job then? Just rah-rah? No, I mean, I'm sure that they're involved a little bit, but for the most part, the coordinators are really the coaches. Like, the, you yeah. know, like for the for the Lions, you're going to hear about Ben Johnson probably more than you're going to end up hearing right. about Dan Campbell. Or for the defense, I mean, 
if the reason why the Lions do lose to the Rams is because the Rams just go nuclear on the offensive side, I don't think people are going to blame Dan Campbell. They're going to talk about how terrible Aaron Glenn's defense has been for the past two years and yeah. why, you know, I don't think Dan Campbell's going to lose his job. It's going to be Aaron Glenn. All the blame's going to go there. So in the NFL, you're just kind of allowed as the head coach to be more like the CEO, more like the overseer to make sure everything's going on. And if things aren't going right, that's where you're ideally supposed to step in. But you, of course, you have other coaches like McVay and like Shanahan who just take the head coaching job and say, this means I'm in charge of everything that goes on here. And I don't know if there's a necessarily a bad approach. I think it just kind of depends on who the guy is who's in charge and how capable they are of, of managing multiple things. Because you see – you know, a guy Pete like Carroll. Bill Belichick or, yeah, Pete, Pete Carroll, Carroll rah, rah, Yeah. Bill Belichick, X's and O's. But I Bill got Belichick's also in charge of the, the player personnel sure. as well. Like, you can step too far, and I think it's about staying Just in get your the lane guys and understanding. Ready. Yeah, getting yeah. your guys ready. Another rah, rah guy who people are not, are cold on now, Nick Sirianni. Oh, yeah. But there that's exactly <laughs> the point that Chris Watkins was making, which is if the cor- if you hire great coordinators, it can work out great. And then when you have to replace those great coordinators – Look at what happened to the Eagles. Right, because now Sirianni is, well, what do you want me to do here? How incredible is Man Campbell going to look when he has to replace Ben Johnson this offseason? Not great. Probably I'm not telling great. you, not great. Meanwhile, Shanahan sifts through coordinators every two years, yep. and the thing stays afloat. Yeah, and then you have a Brandon Staley who's kind of neither. At some point, the Niners defensive <laughs> coordinator carousel is going to come back and bite them. Well, it almost, I mean, it's, it still could. It still could this season. Yeah. Right, it still could. Or just carousel and I mean, yeah, with the Adam Peters stuff. Like at some point, yeah. the Niners carousel is gonna is gonna and, and, let's not forget, and it's not their fault, but it's gonna come back and bite. We them. just talked about the Warriors. Yeah. It almost has kind of happened. They yeah. lost Mike Brown. That yeah. was their defensive right. coordinator, right? So they lost and guys. they lost Luke Walton too. I mean, we okay, just keep just on taking that. their assistance. Just, just stop that. You know, where <laughs> would you put this guy before we get to a break? Sean Payton, is he rah rah? No, he, he's X so, and O's. No, he's, okay, so it's he's different. D bag for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's, that's what ahead, Sean Payton is. I honestly I want to end on that. But when, <laughs> no, when Sean Payton first got to the Saints, he had this innovative offense built on. Like I know it's normal now for mm. like two and a half second offenses and quick completions and trying to get to seventy five percent. That wasn't normal when Sean Payton first got to New Orleans, and he got the perfect quarterback in Drew Brees Drew to run Brees. that offense. There Sean you go. Payton is definitely X's nose. Guy. And Drew Drew Brees is he elite? Gay manager? I don't know. I mean, we, we left that conversation in 2016. <laughs> well, we, we also brought it back in 2023, and you know Cam Newton is going to coin those terms. I'm just waiting for him to say, hey, you cannot say gay manager without mentioning Cam Newton and my top hat. Got to get to a break. When we get back, continuing the conversation about the Kings, who were the team of the year. Chris wants to ask if my thoughts have changed about the beam. <laughs> Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Sacramento has a new tag team in the midday. It's Styles and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Kings have been named the team of the year. So as a, a Kings fan growing up, Chris, was this was last season one of the best seasons of uh, your life? Yes, uh, by far. Not even not even close. I mean, one of, definitely. I mean, my first basketball memory is, sadly enough, I think it is uh, that, that big shot Bob shot. And uh, 
I mean, you know, that was that was really the closest uh, the Kings got to, to being in the NBA Finals was that 2001 series. And, uh, yeah, I mean, after that, there was there was heartbreak. I mean, there was C-Webb getting hurt in the playoffs. There was uh, elimination to the, to the Timberwolves in the early 2000s. And then 2006, there was, you know, they, they were kind of at the end of the run. Kevin Martin hit that game winner at, uh, I think that was game three, uh, for them to win one game in the, in the Spurs series in 2006. And then 16 years of just, just garbage basketball. I mean, we saw, you know, I know, I know we had uh, Bryce Simon the other day of the Pistons, but we here in Sacramento saw, what was it? A 17 win season or something like that. At one point, uh, we've, we've, uh, yeah, Sacramento fans have been, been through the ringer. So to kind of have, last year be as fun as it was as incredible as successful as it was the fact that you know 48 wins might not usually get you a three seed but the fact that the kings were able to kind of have home court advantage in the playoffs it was great to have a game seven at home even though the result didn't go the way it was those first two playoff games incredible uh just that series was incredible absolutely last year um in my lifetime at least or or my my kings fandom uh, definitely was was the best and most fun season I I even could have imagined. Forget forget like best season we've had. I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. a season being more fun than the than the fun that we all had last year. And it wasn't just you, you know. Kings fans all around the globe loved the beam that also helped the Kings win this award. The NBA. This is from Sportico. The NBA has awarded the Sacramento Kings with the NBA Team of the Year Award and the NBA Team Innovation Award for their achievements across team business operations. Basically, the beam. That's Hmm. the innovation. That's the beam right there. Poor Denver Nuggets, man. (laughs) They're like, yo, we won the championship. Is that, yeah, I would wonder how that, yeah, how that normally, (laughs) that normally goes. This year, the Kings had, or, you know, that this past year, this past season, had the highest season ticket renewal campaign wow. in franchise history. There you go. Ranked number two among all NBA teams in ticket revenue growth. I wonder who that number one team is. Interesting, yeah. Set a team record for mm. digital and content partnership revenue. Okay. Ranked second in partnership revenue growth league-wide. Wow. And a 35% increase in merchandise sales. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's great. I mean, but that's what success does, and it's crazy. Like, I mean, and that's just one year of success, too. I mean, when you just think about from the business side, how much money playoffs, just making the playoffs gives your organization – I mean that's you know it's 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 kind of scary because you know some owners you could say are just okay you know we we all want to say we're we're all trying to win the championship but some owners are just okay with making the playoffs because you get that revenue split you get to you know have a nice chunk of change and you get success and you get the merchandise and all that stuff but we're just at the beginning of it and and I think that's really exciting to see just how Golden One Center can expand from the Kings making the playoffs. I mean, even small things this year I've noticed, like the pyrotechnics budget went up. Yeah. You know, like yeah. every single intro, there's fire. There's fireworks. Right. Those kind of things. Like you can get a new big screen somewhere. There's so many things that can that can come with with this team being successful, not just this year, but for the next four or five years. And man, if these if these guys can get over the hump and, and really be in you know, title contention, 
just what it can do for for this team and for this city. It, it's really, really exciting to think about how again we're we're just at the beginning of this thing. So they they definitely deserve they deserve to be team of the year. I mean, again, if I'm the Nuggets, I definitely have a little bit of a quarrel with that, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the the innovation thing to me is is the really I know for a fact that's really the thing uh, that the organization is most proud about because they've even when they were bad even when they were in sleep chain arena Vivek has always tried to be at the forefront of innovation and and trying to do new things and uh, just just really trying to be unique and uh, I think last year with the beam and again all the things that came with the fun of of success the merchandise sales all that stuff. They just knocked it out the park, and uh, it's it's definitely going to be uh, something that I think a lot of organizations in general in sports are going to look at and say, how can we do a version of what the Kings did last year with the yeah. beam, with the with the community uh, being all in on it, and, and things like that. I think this is just the beginning of teams kind of getting. Um, <laughs> I don't want to use the word you use shtick, but whatever you want to call the beam. No, 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 no. no. uh, I I definitely think it's it's just kind of the start of teams understanding that you can really do something special in your community with your franchise. This is also from Sportico. Per our NBA valuations, the Sacramento Kings' enthusiastic fan base pushed overall revenue into the top 12 in the league. While the club's Small market. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Pascal, while the club's <laughs> net promoter score, which measures customer loyalty, finished in the top five in oh, yeah. the NBA. Yeah, yeah. That, you love to see That's it. Sacramento right there. You mm-hmm. you pair that number with, like you said, I think you said the the highest return rate of, of season ticket holders. I mean, that that's that's what this, this city's been telling uh, Vivek in, in that organization for years, man. It's like if you build a successful product or a product that's worth watching – the city will come out and support, and uh, they they definitely did their part. I mean, Golden One Center is is one of, if not the best, basketball environments in sports, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the fans are, are a huge part of that. And uh, hope, here's hoping that that Vivek and the rest of the organization can continue to put a good product out there because uh, I I think we're seeing right now the city's not going to be okay with being one of those teams that I just described, one of those ownership groups that's just in the playoffs to say we're in the playoffs. Clearly, I mean, we've had one year of success, and what we've spent a majority of our show, our time together, talking about how this team can get better. So hopefully yeah. uh, there's there's a lot more years of that, and hopefully a lot more than just one playoff round, too. Got to get to a break. When we get back, Kevin Herter goes down looking for that injury update. Don't have that yet, but assuming he's not able to play, what should the Kings do about that starting spot? Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.